fuck it. <laughs> I don't have uh, I don't have an intro made, so <laughs> let's just do some wannabe gangster shit real quick. Fuck it. Let's go. Welcome to Nabi, covering sports of all sorts. If there's any breaking news, you know we got the report. Our one and only goal is to make this your podcast resort. Get you your favorite team updates, both on and off of the court. Breaking down everything. NFL, NBA, MMA, not much a soccer fan, but might even cover Team USA. Is KD leaving Golden State? Is Jordan really the GOAT? Is LeBron comfortable in LA? We'll keep the team afloat. If GSP fights Khabib, we fight him toe to toe. While the Fury rematch, who's always gonna go? We'll cover everything and anything you wanna know. Whatever it may be, we'll break it all down on the show. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? This is Nabi Podcast. I'm your host, Sonny Nabi. And this is episode 8. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I am fucking excited. Today's a great fucking day. It is Friday, June 28th, 2019. Um, Yeah, just enjoying my fucking day. Trying to get this episode out for y'all real quick before we get started. Uh, two quick things. One, if you don't already know, Navi Podcast is on Spotify and iTunes. If you're a user on each, on either platform, sorry. Uh, you know. Go look me up and please subscribe um, and of course share. All the support is greatly appreciated as always. Keep supporting, keep sharing. I love you all. Thank you guys. We broke the uh, the 400 listener mark this morning and I'm so fucking excited about that and I'm like, I'm ready to fucking go. Let's fucking do this. This is episode 8. Um, this is going to be a uh, preview breakdown of UFC on ESPN3, Junior Dos Santos versus Nganu. Uh, that is going down tomorrow night, Saturday, June 29th. Um, we're going to get right into it. We're going to break down the fucking um, main card. The um, main event is the five-round heavyweight main event between Junior Dos Santos, 21-5-0, versus Francis Ngannou, 13-3-0. In the co-main event, it is a flyweight bout between Juicy A4 Omega, uh, 23-5-0, versus Joseph Benavidez, who is 27-5-0. Before that, we got a welterweight bout between legend Damian Maya, 26-9-0, versus Anthony Rocco Martin, who is 16-4-0. Before that, we got a lightweight bout between Roosevelt Roberts, who is 8-0, undefeated, versus Vince Pichel, who is uh, 11-2-0. Before that, we got another lightweight bout between Drew Dober, 29-0, uh, one no contest versus Marco Polo Reyes, 8-5-0. And to kick off the main card, it is a light heavyweight bout between undefeated Alonzo Menafield at 8-0-0, going against Paul Craig, who is 11-3-0. And on the prelims, we got the um, the feature bout, which is a bantamweight, um, a bantamweight bout between Ricardo Ramos. Uh, sorry, Ramos. Fucked up. I was thinking like Ricardo Ramos and shit. <laughs> Ricardo Ramos, who was 12-2-0 versus Journey Newsom, who was 7-1-0. For that, it is a light heavyweight bout between Eric Anders, who was 11-4-0 versus Vin... I knew I was going to fuck this up. Vinicius. It's definitely Vinicius. Vinicius Mohera, who is... How the fuck do I get that right? But now his fucking first name. Come on. Vinicius Mohera, who is 9-2-0. I'm going to do that over. A light heavyweight bout... Between Eric Anders, 11-4-0, versus Vinicius Mohera, 9-2-0. Boom. <laughs> Before that, we got a featherweight bout between Jordan Griffin, who is 17-6-0, and he's going against Vince Murdoch, who is 10-5-0. Before that, it is a lightweight bout between Jared Flash Gordon, who is 14-3-0, and he's going against Dan Moret, who is 13-5-0. Before that, we got a light heavyweight bout between Dalcha. Lungiambula, who is 9-1-0, versus Justin Ledet, who is 9-2-0. Before that, it is a woman's strawweight bout between Emily Whitmire, who is 4-2-0. She's going against Amanda Ribas, who is 6-1-0. And to start the whole card off, it is a heavyweight bout between Maurice Green, who is 7-2-0, and 
versus Junior Albini, 14-5-0. Um, did, I, did I say it was a heavyweight bout? I'm not sure if I fucking said it. But it is a heavyweight bout if I did not mention that. Um, yep. If you are new to the show, the way I'm going to do it is uh, I, um, I'm going to break down the two prelim fights that I'm looking most forward to and the complete main card. Uh, the main card is uh, they got six fights on that shit. So, you know, sit tight. This uh, this episode might be, you know, one of those hour long episodes. But hey, um, shout out to everyone who tuned in right now, listening. And, you know, shout out to you if you fucking stick through it. <laughs> So, yeah, let's get right fucking into it. The first uh, prelim fight that I'm looking most forward to that I'm going to break down is Jared Flash Gordon versus Dan Moret. Uh, we're going to go right into the last three fights of each fighter, starting with Jared Gordon. His last fight, he won against Joaquin Silva. Uh, he lost that fight by KO in round three, and this was in December 2018. Before that, he fought Carlos Diego Ferreira, who um, he lost to him as well by KO in round one. That was in February 2018. Uh, before that, he fought Hakran Diaz, and he won that fight by unanimous decision in October 2017. Um, as for Dan Moret, his last three fights, his last one against Alex White, he lost that fight by unanimous decision in March 2019. Before that, he fought Gilbert Burns, and he lost that by KO in round two, April 2018. And before that, he fought Alonzo Martinez, and he won that by submission with the rear naked choke in round one of December 2017. Um... Getting right, getting right into it. Uh, we got three keys to victory. I'm gonna start with Jared Gordon. Uh, number one, this should be the perfect fight for Jared. Moret loves to strike on the feet and bang, and that's what Jared loves to do. Um, you know, what I mean, especially in this matchup, Jared is the better striker of the two. As long as Jared doesn't stay in one spot trading like he did against Cesar Ferreira, he shouldn't be put in a tough spot like that. Uh, Moret is there to stand and trade. But he only throws two shots at a time. And that's what Jared should take advantage of. Like how Gilbert Burns did. As soon as he got the timing of Moret's strikes. And realized that he only throws two punches at a time. Or you know one leg kick with no punches behind them. And just stands right in front of you when doing it. Gilbert timed and landed a fucking complete bomb on Moret. And, um, after Moret threw a fucking quick leg kick. He didn't cover up after or anything fucking... Um, Gilbert landed a complete bomb and fucking rocked him, and um, you know which ultimately led it to the uh, ultimately led to the finish, uh, which goes into my second key. When Moret gets rocked, or when he got rocked by Gilbert, he didn't even try to go for a fucking takedown or anything like that. He got backed up against the fence and tried to throw fucking punches right back and ended up getting fucking knocked dead, like fucking folded like a fucking accordion. Um, look that shit up. It's fucking crazy. It's a fucking crazy knockout. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, Jared needs to get in this guy's fucking face and bait him into a brawl. And once he can get him rocked, um, once he rocks Marie on the feet, Moret, Marit, <laughs> once he rocks Moret on the feet, put the pressure on hard and go for the fucking finish. Um, granted, I'm not saying Jared has the same KO power as Burns, because I, I don't think he does. But if you can put the pressure on after rocking Moret, the ref could very well stop the fight for a TKO, uh, for a TKO finish on the feet. You know what I mean? Um... Going into the third key, one thing I realized watching Moret's recent fights is that um, he has good movement on his feet, but he doesn't have good movement when he strikes. He will move pretty good until he decides to throw strikes. When he does decide to throw strikes, he just stops fucking moving. Um, he throws strikes, stops moving, throws strikes, and then, you know, stops moving, throws strikes, and then starts moving again. Jared needs to catch him with uh, combos every fucking time he sees the moments that Moret throws the fucking two strikes and then stops. Every time he stops, like the moment he's done throwing that last strike, the stop is coming. So just fucking throw the fucking strikes before he even stops. Millisecond before he stops. Um, if he can time the shots before Moret even fucking throws the second strike, like I said, land the shots in between the second strike and the stopping. Um, you know what I mean? And throw heavy fucking hands. Or use, um, use the momentum, no, actually, use the moments, sorry, uh, I was reading my notes too quick. <laughs> use the moments, Moret, uh, Moret gets stationary after throwing strikes as an advantage to shoot for the takedown. While he's unbalanced in the middle of throwing those strikes, it should be an easier takedown, and then do work on the ground. Um, as for Moret, I'm only gonna do two keys to victory, because, um, there's honestly really only two things he can do to win this fucking fight, in my opinion. 
number one uh like i said he has pretty good footwork when he's moving and not striking but this fight he needs to fucking strike while on the fucking move instead he needs to make this more of a cat and mouse game and have jared chase him all fight and throw shots at him uh while jared is pressuring forward you know what i mean um he can't stand still every time he wants to fucking strike pretty much strike and fucking move fucker stick and fucking move all fucking fight um the second key for jared gordon uh jared coming into this fight he's on a two fight losing streak um both fights which ended in fucking knockouts both fucking times i i don't see jared coming into this fucking fight uh you know being cautious on the feet i see him being very fucking aggressive from the fucking beginning of the fight to the fucking end uh moret needs to use that aggressiveness to his advantage and get the takedowns every fucking time jared rushes forward um seven out of moret's 13 wins are by submission so you know i mean don't make this a fucking brawl as you know i mean that would more favor jared than moret get the fucking takedown off of jared's aggression control him on the fucking ground and find the opening for submission number eight you know what i mean um for my final pick though i'm going with jared gordon via tko uh moret is not the fucking smartest fighter by any fucking means especially from what i fucking seen he throws himself in the fire a lot of the fucking times and he gets fucking burned and that's what i see happening in this fucking fight um moving on the uh second co-main of uh co-main the second prelim fight that i am looking forward to that i'm gonna break down is the light heavyweight bout between eric anders versus vinicius mojera i ain't gonna fuck his name up again that's a lie i'm probably gonna fuck it up in like a minute later um we're gonna go right into the last three fights starting with eric anders um his last fight was against Khalil roundtree and he lost that fight by unanimous decision and that was in april 2019 um if you haven't seen that fucking fight anders got his fucking ass beat dude it was like this dude's head is so fucking big that he took all these fucking shots his leg damn near got fucking kicked off and he's fucking kept getting fucking back up and kept trying to fucking fight man he was dude's tough as shit i love watching eric andrews fight that's why i'm fucking covering this fight real quick but um yeah he fought Khalil roundtree lost that fight by ud um and that was in april 2019 before that he fought elias theodoro um he lost that fight by unanimous decision of course fucking elias probably just i remember that fight elias literally did just fucking run around all fight like he usually does um yeah eric lost that fight by unanimous decision and that was in december 2018 before that eric um fought tiago santos and that was a short notice fight as well um insane fucking fight um you know and then eric took like i said he took that fight in short notice so he gassed out and that was pretty much it eric lost that fight by tko in round three and that was in september 2018 uh moving on to vinicius his last fight was against Alonzo Menifield, who is kicking off the main card, I believe. Um, he lost that fight by KO in round one, and that was in January 2019, and that was his UFC debut. Before that, he fought uh, John Allen. He won that fight by submission with a triangle choke in round two in August 2018. And before that, he fought Jason Radcliffe, and he won that fight by submission with an arm triangle in round one, and that was in March of 2018. Um, going right into the three keys to victory, starting with Eric Anders. Uh, number one, eight out of nine of uh, Vinicius wins are by submission. Um, the other being a random TKO. <laughs> Clearly, this motherfucker is a submission specialist. Keep this fucking fight on the goddamn feet, all fucking fight. He will shoot for fucking takedowns more than he will strike, probably. You know what I mean? Um, especially against someone like Anders. His takedown defense has to be on point. You know what I mean? um andrew's takedown defense has to be on point sorry um you know i mean and every time he can stuff the fucking takedown get right back up and let the ref bring vinicius back up and proceed to beat the fuck out of him on the feet um second key to victory for anders he better come into this fight with a better gas tank than he's shown recently uh not sure how much you can you know what i mean honestly get better because working on your gas tank is the hardest thing you can fucking work on you know what i mean in this game um but yeah he better come in with a different fucking gas tank than usual because it's usually fucking bad he needs to pick and choose his shots and his strikes and throws and not just throw every time the opponent gets close like he usually does you know what i mean um when the opponent gets close he needs to be patient and throw strikes when there's a big opening just because vinicius isn't a striker andrews can't come into this shit relying on a devastating ko like i probably think he fucking will be 
Um, Andrews only throws like two strikes at a time, but they're fucking heavy strikes. And a lot of them, uh, a lot of the time they're flat footed. Um, you know, I mean, the and, and a lot of the time the flat footed stationary fighters are, um, you know, I mean, the ones who fucking throw two fucking strikes at a time. Um, and he throws, uh, you know, like I said, very fucking heavy every time. And, you know, he gasses out and usually quick. So, um, he needs to make these fucking strikes count. And, you know, I mean, don't throw his fucking gas tank out the fucking window. Um, the third key to victory for Anders kind of goes back to key number one. Um, keep the fucking fight on the feet. Don't get sucked into a fucking, um, don't get sucked into backing Vinicius up to the fucking cage unless he's wrapped. As I said earlier, Vinicius is a submission specialist and being up against the fence could help him with pulling guard or, uh, you know, I mean, reverse the position while up against the cage and jump on Anders' back for a fucking rear naked choke. Um, keep the fight in the center of the fucking octagon the whole motherfucking fight. Land good shots to rock him little by little till he's out cold or till the fucking ref stops it, period. Um, going into Vinicius Mojera's three keys to victory. Number one, go into this fight thinking it's a fucking grappling contest and completely shoot for fucking takedowns all fucking fight. Don't throw strikes with Anders unless they are body kicks right up the fucking middle to fatigue him, you know what I mean, and gas him out. Like I said, his gas tank is not the best. Um, you know what I mean, which goes into my second key for Mohera, which is, uh, Morera, well, I, I said it right, god damn it, I fucked it up, I knew it, <laughs> uh, going into the second key for him, completely gas Anders out, as I said, his gas tank is horrible, when this fight is on the feet, Mohera needs to fucking keep his distance and make Anders miss the fucking heavy strikes that he throws, you gas out more, uh, you know what I mean, when you are swinging at air, rather than landing the fucking strikes, in my experience at least, um, but regardless, that's when the fight is on the feet, which I say shouldn't be kept on the fucking feet too long if Mohera fights smart. Um, going into key number three, kind of goes back to key number one. Make this a fucking grappling contest. He needs to get close to Anders in quick motions and not get close like little by little. You know what I mean? When he wants to shoot for a fucking takedown or push Anders up against the fence, he needs to do it fucking quick. Because if you stay too close to Anders for too fucking long, he will land the big fucking strike, as I was mentioning earlier. And um, Mohera not being a fucking striker at all, Anders will more than likely land them this fucking fight. Um, get close, and get close quick to get the fucking fight to the ground. Exhaust Anders on the fucking ground as well, you know what I mean, um, with the top pressure, making him hold your fucking weight with each fucking round. Um, when the, when on the ground, put weight on Anders' arms and tire them out so he can't even swing them shifts later. Uh, pretty much use Anders' horrible fucking gasting against him, you know what I mean? Um, uh, my, my final pick for that fight though, I'm picking Anders via KO, uh, TKO, KO, or decision. Seeing Mohara's last fight, he fights cautious and is slow as shit, especially when he goes in for a takedown. Very slow entries, um... I see Anders timing the fucking takedowns and landing big shots for the fucking finish. Or, you know what I mean, just do that all fucking fight for the decision win. Uh, going right into the fucking main card. The first fight kicking it off it is a light heavyweight bout between Alonzo Menafield versus Paul Craig. Uh, we're going to get right into it. The last three fights for Alonzo Menafield. He is undefeated 8-0 with all fucking finishes. This guy's a fucking monster. If you ain't ever seen this fucking dude fight, look him up. Alonzo Menafield fucking beast, um, yeah, his last three fights, he fought Vinicius Mohera, he won by, he, uh, beat him by KO in round one of January 2019, uh, I think that was his UFC debut too, um, before that, he fought Deshaun Boatwright, and he won that by TKO in round one, and, uh, that was in June 2018, before that, he fought Bryce Ritani Co. he won that fight by submission, and that was with the rear naked choke in round one. And that was in February 2018. Moving on to Paul Craig. His last three fights. Uh, his last one was against Kennedy and Zekuku. And Zechuku. Fuck. Alright, I'm going to try this one more time. Kennedy Zech Zechuku. Not going to say it again. Paul Craig won that fight by submission. Uh, he won that uh, with a triangle choke in round three, and that was in March 2019. Before that, he fought Jim Crute, and he lost that fight by submission uh, due to a Kimura. And that was in round three, and that was in December 2018. Before that, he fought Malgobed Ankalev, and um, Ankalev, 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 fuck. Malgobed Ankalev, 
and he won that fight by submission with the triangle choke, and that was like, I think, in the last second of the fight, um, in round three, last second of the fight, of course, um, and that was in March 2018, going right into it, we're gonna go into the three keys to victory, but, I mean, honestly, this one won't really take too long, so we're just gonna do, uh, two detailed keys to victory, starting with Alonzo Menifield, uh, number one, be the motherfucking beast that I fucking said you are, I don't even need to say my fucking usual pressure the opponent shit because Paul Craig will be fighting going backwards the whole fucking fight anyways. Um, you know what I mean? As he usually does against strike first fighters. And his striking is fucking horrendous. You know what I mean? Sorry, but it's fucking horrendous. Um, so he needs to fucking expose that and land complete fucking bombs on Craig while he's backing up. While he's backing him up. The number two key... Watch for takedowns because the only way I see Craig winning this fucking fight is by a submission on the ground. Um, and he shoots for them while he strikes. You know what I mean? He shoots more than he fucking strikes, matter of fact. So the takedown attempts will be happening all fucking fight. Um, other than obviously stuffing the takedowns, he should try to land a massive fucking uppercut in the fucking entry of the takedowns. As he has fucking crazy fucking power in his hands like I was saying. He's a fucking beast. If you haven't seen this fucking guy fight, look him up, dude. Just check his fucking highlights. Um, those are pretty much the full fucking fight. You know what I mean? Each highlight is pretty much the full fight. He just kills dudes in the first round. Um, he's kind of like a Rumble Johnson type of fighter, you know what I mean? But more well-rounded in terms of, like, submission credentials and uh, takedown defense, as far as I've seen, at least, you know what I mean? Uh, of course, no fucking disrespect to Rumble. That fucker would flick my fucking head off my shoulders, let alone for a fucking punch. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff the fucking takedowns, land big fucking shots on the entry of the takedowns and on the feet, if you can get on top of Craig, uh, Craig after stuffing the takedowns, land huge fucking shots from the top, be, um, and be cautious though, uh, because that's exactly what Paul Craig wants, is to be on the fucking bottom to attack and lock in sneaky submissions, which he's very good at, like I said, he won that last fight, um, not that last fight, but a couple fights ago, uh, against Magomed, and the last second, uh, he was losing the whole fucking fight, and got the fucking submission in the last second, um, yeah, so, Alonzo, he has all fucking finishes in his undefeated record, um, with one of them being a submission, but I don't, I don't want him to test his submission skills, or submission defense this fucking fight, I think he just needs to fucking be a fucking beast, and just be a fucking bully, pretty much, kinda, you know what I mean, uh, going into Paul Craig's keys to victory, uh, number one, I think he needs to throw fucking leg kicks all fight to damage the leg and make it hard for Alonzo to throw his usual heavy strikes. As um, one thing I've noticed with Alonzo is that when he um, is that he plants really hard on his legs when he throws his power shots, especially the front leg. If he throws unbalanced shots, um, you know what I mean, off of a hobbled leg, he won't have the same type of power or effect in the shots. But, as I said, he got that fucking rumble type of power. So he could very well KO fuckers with a fucked up leg anyways. Um, but, what I'm saying, you know what I mean, is it'll 100% change the power no matter what. Uh, in the strikes. Period. Once that leg is damaged, the power is going to change. Uh, number two key, as I said in Alonzo's key to victory, I believe Craig, um, he's going to be fighting backwards this whole fight. And he will shoot for takedowns more than he will throw strikes all fight. So if he's going to do that, then he needs to make sure the takedown attempts are on fucking point with a lot of momentum behind them. Because Alonzo, like I said, again, he's a fucking beast. And he could very well just fucking throw Craig right off of him during, like, you know what I mean, if they're weak attempts. So, um, when you shoot for a fucking takedown, make that fucking shit count. Because if you get too fucking close to Alonzo with that weak sauce, you gonna get double dip, bitch. I don't know where I was going with that. I said sauce, so... Never mind. All right, moving on. Uh, to end this main key to, <laughs> to end this fucking main key to victory, simply, Craig needs to get the takedown and find the submission no matter what because he is, you know, what I mean, he is not gonna win this fucking fight on the fucking feet. If he does, fucking a. Um, if he does, I don't even fucking know what the fuck to say. Um, real quick, extra key. A little fucking extra throw in real quick. I literally just thought of this right now. Um, we don't even know much about Alonzo's gas tank as he ends his fights fight, um, like, really fucking early. Um, all the fucking time. As I said, all of his all of his fights are finishes. He's undefeated 8-0, so all of his wins are finishes. So Paul should, uh, like, a million percent test Alonzo's cardio in this fight. 
Um, my final pick for this fight, though, I'm going with Alonzo Menefield by KO TKO. Alonzo is a motherfucking beast. <laughs> I can't say it enough. And I think this fight is tailor-made for him to look fucking great. You know what I mean? And I see his undefeated killing streak extending to 9-0. And him getting a fucking 50k bonus on top of that, too. Uh, moving on, it is a lightweight bout between Drew Dober versus Marco Polo Reyes. Uh, we're going to go right into the last three fights. Drew Dober, his last fight was against Benil Dariush. Very tough fight. He lost that fight by submission by a triangle armbar. Fucking Dariush, man. His fucking transitions in the submission game is fucking insane. Um, uh, yeah, Benil Dariush beat Drew Dober by submission with a uh, triangle armbar in round two. And that was in March 2019, early this year. Uh, before that, Dober fought John Tuck, and he won that fight by unanimous decision. That was in August 2018. Before that, he fought Frank Camacho. I love Frank. He's a fucking warrior. Uh, Dober fought Frank Camacho. He won that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in January 2018. Um, the last three fights for Marco Polo Reyes. His last fight going against Damir Hadzovic. Very fucking tough fight. He lost that fight by KO round in round two, and that was in February 2019. Before that, he fought Matt Frivola, and he won that fight by KO in round one of January in January 2018. Uh, before that, Marco Polo Reyes fought James Vick, and he lost that fight by KO, and that was in round one, and that was in May of 2017. Going right into the three keys to victory, uh, starting with Marco Polo Reyes. <clears throat> Sorry, use uh, number one, use the fucking aggressive style that he uses uh, that he usually uses but with a higher pace than usual. Dober is fucking great when he's the one pressuring, but when he's the one backing up and throwing fucking shots while moving back, he is not successful. Um, he usually folds under pressure, you know what I mean, in a sense. Much easier said than done, um, and I don't think that'll happen as Drew is known for being the one that pushes forward in his fucking fights, but Marco throws very good strikes on the feet and is, um, you know what I mean, for the most part, pretty light on his feet and always moving his head. That's one thing I like about him. His defense is nice um, on the feet. He, I mean, it's not nice, but the way he keeps his head moving, he never keeps it, like, you know what I mean, right down the middle for the opponent to fucking target. Um, he's never keeping it at one spot at all fucking times. Like I said, when he's defending or um, not throwing his own strikes, period, he's always fucking moving. Um... He also throw that eh, also damn uh oh get it together. He also throws a lot of feints as he's bouncing around before um, throwing the strikes, and when he does throw, it's usually a forward lunging strike and not usually a counter type uh, counter striker type of fighter. Um, so try to pressure Drew back all fight with the fucking forward pressure and lunging strikes to keep Dober backing up all fucking fight. Uh, number two key for Marco, Drew has been known to gas out later, um, you know, past the second round. Marco needs to use that fucking pressure style to keep fucking Drew backing up um, all fucking times and make him drain his fucking gas tank little by little that way, you know what I mean? Uh, also, uh, Dober up against the cage, um, you know what I mean? He's That's like where he starts fucking folding, so he needs to get Dober up against the cage and hold him there and beat the fucking body up while pressuring. No better way to fuck someone's gas tank up and quicker than some digging body shots, you know what I mean? Whether it be kicks or punches. If he's already fucking using up the fucking gas tank trying to fight, uh, trying to fight you off the cage, you know what I mean? Trying to fight that pressure off and push you off. Body shots will just empty that shit out even quicker. Um, the number three key, as I said earlier, Drew is known for the pressure fighter, as uh, known to be the pressure fighter in his bouts. So it may be inevitable that Marco is the one getting back down all fight. And if he does, he needs to use that good footwork to get out of the fucking way every fucking time that Drew rushes in. Um, every time he rushes in to secure a takedown, he needs to get the fuck out of the way with that footwork. Drew will try to back Marco up to the cage majority of the fight, like I said. Marco needs to circle away from the fucking cage every fucking time he gets close to it. Um, he needs to out... It's easier said than done. He needs to out-pressure Drew the first two fucking rounds, exhaust him, confuse him, and he should be able to pick him apart, um, you know what I mean, in the third round. Um, going into the three keys to victory for Drew Dober, number one... Execute heavy fucking leg kicks like he did in the beginning of his fight against uh, Dariush, um, you know, before he got submitted later, uh, unfortunately. Like I said, Drew is always known to be the push forward one in his fucking fights, so do the same fucking thing, but utilize leg kicks a lot in this fight. 
Um, you know, what I mean, like I said, Marco Polo Reyes, he uh, he, you know, what I mean, he moves his head all the fucking time, and he's pretty nice on the um, you know, what I mean, with his footwork, uh, you know, pretty ni- uh, light on his feet. But, you know, what I mean, if you're moving your fucking head, you're not looking for the fucking leg kicks. You know, what I mean. There's a leg, moving your leg. If you're moving your fucking head so damn much, you're not thinking so much about the fucking leg kicks. That's what I meant. If I did fuck it up, I don't, I might not have. But, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, use the fucking leg kicks a lot in this fight. Dariush is dangerous as fuck on the fucking ground and loves to take it to the ground, you know what I mean? But someone like Marco will stand and trade on the free all fucking fight. So, Dobert needs to take advantage of that willingness to stand and land heavy fucking leg kicks. Especially in the end of combos. Um, the number two key, fucking pace yourself. As I said, Dober's gas tank is not the best. It's not even great, honestly. But that's because he's always pushing forward and throwing heavy, fucking heavy strikes at all times. Up until he fucking empties out his gas tank. Um, you don't have to force a fucking stand-up battle here against Marco. As that's all Marco is known for doing is striking and fighting on the feet. Which, you know what I mean? It, it, and he's paid for so far, you know what I mean, his last couple fights, he's been knocked out, uh, so there's no point going for the fucking kill right from the start against someone who won't shoot for a fucking takedown, you know what I mean, uh, let the kill shot come to you, pick and choose the shots, and, uh, you know what I mean, throw combos, of course, but don't go throwing fucking combo after combo in fucking less than 10 seconds, and, you know what I mean, just look for the fucking opening on the feet and land the perfect fucking shot. Uh, going into the fucking, uh, the third key for Drew Dober, Drew is not known for the takedowns at all, I believe he's, um, he's only gotten like six or seven in his UFC career, that's pretty intense, you know what I mean, intensely low, but he's had many attempts, um, I didn't, I didn't get that number, but, um, the odds are just not in his fucking favor to actually get the fucking takedown as it showed, this fight, I think he should have some more attempts, though. You know what I mean? I think he should try a, a little more this time. Uh, Marco's takedown defense is only 38%. Drew should 1,000% go for fucking more takedowns than usual this fucking fight. You know what I mean? Uh, combining it with the pressure and backing him down. Um, get his takedown percentage up. Fuck it. Against someone like Marco who has bad takedown defense, might as well fucking use that and get your fucking numbers up, man. Fuck it. <laughs> Stat pad real quick. Um... Use the fucking pressure, uh, to, you know what I mean, to back, to back Marco up against the cage and push him up against the fucking cage and start working the fucking single leg. If you can secure the takedown, stay on top and land big fucking shots till you see an opening for a submission maybe. You know what I mean, but don't get too fucking careless. As I said earlier, pick your fucking shots even on the fucking ground if it gets to the ground. Uh, my final pick for this fight though, I'm picking Drew Dober via unanimous decision. Um, or a decision in general, I think the pressure style will be too much for Marco Polo, if Marco can't keep up with the fucking pace, this should be a really easy one for Dober, and I believe Dober will get a few takedowns this fight as well, like I was talking about earlier, um, going into the next fight, it is a light, lightweight bout, sorry, I was gonna say light heavyweight, it is a lightweight bout between Roosevelt Roberts versus Vince from Hell Pachel, dope ass name <laughs> going into the last three fights starting with roosevelt roberts he's undefeated 8-0 like i said earlier um his last fight going against thomas gifford he won that fight by unanimous decision and this was in april of 2019 early this year uh before that he fought daryl horcher and he won that fight by submission with a standing guillotine in round one in uh, november 2018 and that was his ufc debut before that, he fought Garrett Gross, and he won that fight by submission with a rear naked choke in round two, and that was in July 2018. Uh, I believe that was on Dana White's uh, Contender Series. Going into the uh, last three fights for Vince Pichel, his last fight was against Gregor Gillespie. Very fucking tough fight. He lost that fight by submission uh, to a tri- arm triangle, and that's like Gregor's like favorite fucking submission, and that was in round two. And uh, that was in June 2018. Before that, he fought Joaquim Silva. He won that fight by unanimous decision. And that was in January 2018. Before that, he fought Damian Brown. Won that fight by KO in round 1, June 2017. Uh, Going right into the three keys to victory. Starting with Roosevelt Roberts. Number one. Starting, uh, wow, just repeating myself. Fucked up there. Alright, number one key for Roosevelt Roberts. Taller fighter of the two. Use the fucking height advantage, at, you know what I mean, with the long legs, and um, keep them at, you know what I mean, keep them at bay and keep them away from you. Uh, keep the distance be- uh, because Vince is a real good striker and throws good combos and is pretty good at striking while backing up. 
So don't force the pressure on your end and keep this up. This out. What the fuck? Keep Vince at bay with front kicks. Um, also, he has uh, Roosevelt has a one inch reach advantage, and you know what I mean. It, it may not sound like much, but one inch advantage and reach can do wonders if it's used right in combat. You know what I mean? I haven't seen any like great striking scenarios from Roosevelt in his in the last couple fights that I did watch, but he should utilize the jab this fight. And um, being the taller fighter of the two, maybe, you know what I mean, try to secure a clinch and put some work, you know what I mean, put some work in there. Um, number two key, don't get sucked into a stand-up fight. Try to get Vince up against the cage and turn around and try to find that sneaky submission, like, you know what I mean, like he's known for. Um, especially a rear naked choke or a guillotine, which is pretty much Roosevelt's go-to. Especially the guillotine, because he has pretty fast reflexes, and if he sees an exposed neck just for a fucking second... He can get his forearm under there, uh, under the chin very fucking quickly and lock that shit in. Uh, which goes into my third key. Vince, uh, Vince is a real aggressive and come forward fighter who will shoot for the takedown once he gets close enough. You know what I mean? Um, especially close enough to the fence. Problem is, he really leaves his fucking neck exposed when shooting in, which Roosevelt will more than likely be looking for. Um, every time Pachel goes under and shoots for the fucking takedown, try to get that forearm under that fucking chin at the perfect fucking time and sink that motherfucker in. Um, going to three keys to victory for Vince Pachel. Number one, be a fucking complete bully in this fucking fight. I think this is easily going to be Roosevelt's toughest fucking matchup in his career so far, and I think it's going to show. Vince needs to be the aggressive, um, aggressive one of the two all fight and back Roosevelt up and throw large volumes of strikes. Um, but if he gets him backing up, don't get it to the fucking cage and give Roosevelt an opportunity to wrap you up, you know what I mean? Every time he gets close to the fucking cage, just keep a good distance, just enough to get in and out with the strikes, and, uh, do not shoot in for a fucking sloppy takedown with that fucking neck exposed as that fucking said he does earlier. <clears throat> sorry, I got in my throat. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. Uh, number two, uh, coup. number two key to victory for, uh, Pichel. Uh, as long as this fight stays on the fucking feet, Pachel should fucking win this fight and make it look fucking pretty good in the process. Roosevelt hasn't faced a fighter that will, you know what I mean, be in your face all fucking fight like this. Um, and while on the fucking feet, Vince needs to fucking throw a decent amount of heavy fucking leg kicks. Uh, you know what I mean, as I said, Roosevelt has the height advantage and his legs are very fucking long and lanky. So chop those fucking legs down while pressuring. Um, number three key to victory for Pachel. Do not get fucking sloppy, uh, as I said earlier, especially when attempting to close the fucking distance. Like I said in key one, be the fucking bully and get in, his, uh, get in the kid's face all fucking fight. But when you close the fucking distance, don't get overly fucking aggressive and leave yourself open for a fucking submission on the feet. As we've seen Roosevelt do, you know what I mean, time and time again, get random submissions on the fucking feet. Uh, especially like his fight against Daryl Holcher. Um... If you're going for the fucking takedown while pressuring him, uh, you know what I mean, then make sure your fucking head is lined up in the middle with, like, Roosevelt's abdomen and, like, chest area and not to the side under his fucking armpit, you know what I mean, to give him the fucking opportunity, like, you're literally giving him the fucking opportunity to do it, um, but my final pick, though, I'm going with Vince Pichel by unanimous decision, uh, simply put, I just think this will be the toughest fucking test for Roosevelt, um, that he will not fucking pass, you know what I mean, he's gonna fail this fucking test. And, uh, yeah, I think Pichel is just gonna fucking put the pressure on and just completely obliterate them all fucking fight. But, yeah, uh, going into the next fight, it is a welterweight bout between Anthony Rocco Martin versus Damian Maya. Uh, we're gonna go right into the last three fights, uh, starting with Anthony Rocco Martin. He's on a four-fight winning streak. His last fight was against Sergio Moraes. He won that fight by unanimous decision in March 2019. Before that, he fought Jake Matthews. And he won that fight by submission with an anaconda choke in round three. And that was in December 2018. Before that, he fought Ryan LaFleur. And he won that fight by KO in round three. And that was in October 2018. Uh, going into the last three fights for Damian Maya. Uh, he fought Lyman Good. And uh, Lehman Good, I'm sorry. Fuck that one up. He fought Lehman Good. He won that fight by submission with a rear naked choke in round one. And that was early this year in February. Uh, before that, he fought Kamaru Usman, now um, welterweight champion. He lost that fight by unanimous decision. And that was in May 2018. Before that, he fought Colby Covington, who I don't even know. I, I think he's the interim title, uh, the interim champion still. 
or they took, I don't know, I have no fucking idea, but Damien lost that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in October of 2018, um, this is gonna be a pretty tricky fight, honestly, um, we're gonna go right into the three keys to victory, starting with Anthony Rock, uh, Rico Martin, um, Rico, what the fuck, Rocco, I, how did I fucking, t- fucking type that shit wrong, <laughs> three keys to victory, Anthony Rocco Martin, number one, watch for the fucking takedown shot all fucking fight, Maya loves to fucking pressure right away, like, right when the fight starts, he loves to fucking pressure right away, and faint in and out with quick, um, you know what I mean, only upper body movement, though, he doesn't, like, move in and out with his feet, it's all upper body faints, um, you know what I mean, making you think that he's about to fucking throw and trade, but just as he fucking throws a quick fucking shot, it's just to fucking distract you, and then he goes in for the fucking takedown shot up against the fucking cage to, uh, slowly work for the takedown, um, I don't, I don't think Maya is coming into this fight wanting to go to the fucking scorecards, you know what I mean, um, after losing three out of his last four fucking fights, I think Damien wants a fucking finish and a quick finish, uh, every time Maya shoots, um, stuff the fucking takedown and get right back to the fucking feet, obviously easier said than done, especially with someone like Maya, fucking, who got that weird grown man grip strength and, uh, Usually, when he gets a hold of you, it's more than likely that you are going to get slowly taken down. <laughs> um, he needs to stuff the fucking tank down and watch for that shit all fucking fight. Because it's going to happen all fucking fight. Even when striking, always be fucking cautious to the fucking takedown. You get too fucking close, and Mayo will get a hold of you. Um, in Mayo's three of his last four fights, he was pretty much fighting the welterweight death row. You know what I mean? That had all great wrestling-based styles. Uh, you know what I mean, more so Colby and Kamaru, but, um, Woodley is just strong as fuck, um, you know what I mean, I don't, I, I ain't a big fan of Woodley, but I'll give him that, he's strong as fuck, and that's why he was able to just stop Maya's shots, um, you know what I mean, for takedowns, but Rico is not that strong, you know what I mean, I don't even think he's even close to that strong, so, uh, yeah, I don't even think he's fucking close to strong, at, you know what I mean, compared to any of those fucking three uh, fighters that I just mentioned, so, uh, you know what I mean, he won't be able to fucking shrug Maya off, uh, he has to use movement to stay, uh, you know, I mean, away from the fucking takedown, that's, it's the only fucking way, uh, number two, key to victory for, uh, Rocco, Anthony Rocco, <laughs> the kid is humble, but he's very cocky in the, in, in the sense of, um, really, really believing in his fucking abilities, like, in the point where, like, you know, what I mean, it, it kind of goes to your head, like, um, I mean, it's not a bad thing, but, um, unless you make it a bad thing, you know what I'm saying, so what I mean by that is Anthony Rock, uh, Rocco Martin, why do I fucking type Rico all the fucking time, I fucked that up a couple times, let's see, Anthony Rocco Martin, what I mean by that is Anthony Rocco Martin has 9 of his 16 wins coming by submission, right, so he very well maybe could go into this fight with the fucking mindset of my ground game is great, and I think I can hang with Maya on the fucking ground if it gets taken to it. And, um, you know what I mean, and, and actually tries to submit Damien himself, trying, you know what I mean, instead of just trying to get back to the fucking feet like he should. Um, unfortunately, I see him doing this for, like, some big fucking reason. Probably mainly because of his fucking cockiness, like I was talking about. But anything can very well happen, but it's very hard for me or anyone seeing Martin out grapple and submit Damien Maya. Um, going into the third key for Anthony... Uh, Maya is a vet in all senses of the word, you know what I mean, but again, going back to him losing three of his four fights, um, he's coming in to get a fucking nice win, you know what I mean, try to get under his fucking skin during the fight, every time he gets close, you circle away, every time you stuff a fucking takedown, shit, talk some fucking shit, you know what I mean, um, get Maya out of his fucking comfort zone, you know what I mean, don't show no fucking respect, um, and pick him apart on the fucking feet, uh, Rocco likes to throw leg kicks, but should not throw too many this fight, as Maya is pretty good at catching the leg and wrapping it up for a single takedown, a uh, single leg takedown. Um, go into the three keys to victory for Damian Maya. Number one, as I said about um, about Maya and Rico's first key, shoot for the fucking takedown all fucking fight. From watching Rico's last couple fights, he is not amazing with the takedown defense, but um, I believe he's like 50% in his takedowns defended. Uh, which isn't bad, but it isn't amazing, you know what I mean, like I said, but, of course, as I also said earlier, he has 9 submission victories out of his 16 wins, so, it could very well just be his game plan, you know what I mean, um, to get the fight to the ground, even if it means giving up a fucking takedown, 
um, and then he can work a submission game once the fight is on the ground. But regardless, back to Maya, go for the fucking takedown and go for an all fucking fight. Obviously, with Maya being who he is, he shouldn't be worried on the ground with Rocco. Um, but of course, be cautious, but not too worried about Rocco's submission game, uh, about his submission attacks. You know what I mean? Uh, get him down, exhaust, and smother him. Uh, going into the second key for Damian Maya, do exactly what he is so good at doing um, to get the takedowns, you know what I mean, which is pressure the fighter up against the fucking cage, push the fighter up against the fucking cage, and work that single leg, as I mentioned he does in um, one of the keys to Rocco's earlier, um, back him up and get him against the fucking fence, uh, literally, <laughs> uh, only thing, Rocco is very light on his fucking feet and has decent movement, so Maya will literally have to pray and corner him in with a forward pressure. Uh, more, more than likely, Rocco's game plan is to never stay right in front of Maya, and um, you know, what I mean, stay on the move the whole fucking the whole fucking fight, which would be smart as shit, and that's what he should be doing. Uh, so if that is the case, Maya will really have to blitz in a lot of the time to fucking secure the uh, the pressure control in time before uh, Rocco gets out of the fucking way. You know what I mean? Um, the number three key to victory for Maya, there uh, there was a moment in his fight against Woodley where he was actually striking with Woodley on the feet, um, you know what I mean, it's without shooting for a takedown after the fucking strike, uh, you know what I mean, like he usually does. Granted, yes, Woodley had a fucked up shoulder or whatever the fuck he was crying about that fight, the fucker cries about everything, but we're, <laughs> that's a different conversation for another day, uh, but yeah, in this fight, sorry, in that fight, Maya was standing and, uh, and trading with him at one point. Not that he can't do that this fight, because you know I mean, he probably can. As uh, Rocco isn't known, f you know I mean he's not known as a knockout artist or known as a superior striker. But I just think Maya should just come in how uh, how he should, uh, you know I mean earlier with a uh, in and out mindset. You know I mean he needs to come in with an in and out mindset. Sorry, get fucking you know I mean get in the fucking cage, finish, get out, get the early fucking takedown, attack on the fucking ground until you see an open for a submission. Or even get full mount, lock the fucking legs, and attack till the ref stops it for a TKO. Um, you know what I mean? Because Maya's top pressure, uh, top pressure is so heavy on top, it could very well happen. But um, you know what I mean? Don't count on it. But don't count that shit out either, fuckers. <laughs> um, my final pick for that fight, though, I'm going with Damian Maya by submission or TKO. Uh, as I said earlier, losing three of his four fucking fights isn't a regular thing for Maya. He never goes on losing streaks. He's usually on a on big winning streaks all the fucking time uh he won his last fight so i think he wants to start this new streak over you know what i mean and um make this a quick night in the fucking office to move on to the fucking next fight to get closer to another title shot before he retires he's 41 you know what i mean uh time's running out but um of course he already lost to the now champion but um who knows he could definitely make his way back to another title shot and um lose again <laughs> Um, but you know, he wants another shot regardless, so fuck it, who the fuck knows, um, uh, moving on to the next fight, it is the co-main event, which is a flyweight bout between Juicy Formiga versus Joseph Benavidez, this is actually a rematch from a match in 2013, where Benavidez won that fight by TKO in round one, uh, going into the last three fights, starting with Juicy Formiga, uh, starting with Davis, Davison, I've seen this dude fight so many fucking times, I can never say his fucking name, Davison Figueredo, fuck, Figueredo, Figueredo, how the fuck did I fuck that up, so many fucking letters just to fucking say that, fucked up, uh, Juice A won that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in March 2019, early this year, uh, Davison, that was his first pro loss after going 15-0 up until that, uh, before that, Juicy Formiga fought Sergio Pettis, and he won that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in uh, October 2018. Before that, Juicy fought um, Ben Wynn, and he won that fight by submission with a rear naked choke in round three, and that was in uh, February 2018. Uh, going to the last three fights for Benavidez, he fought Dustin Ortiz last, he won that fight by unanimous decision. And that was early this year in January 2019. Uh, before that, he fought Alex Perez. He won that fight by TKO. Um, and he won that fight in round one. And that was in November 2018. Uh, before that, he fought Sergio Pettis. And he lost that fight by split decision. 
and that was in June 2018. Going right into the three keys to victory, starting with Formiga. Number one, he is a completely different fighter than he was, uh, you know, when the first time when the first uh, with the first time when the two met. Uh, instead of coming into this fucking fight with the mindset of I need to get this fucking win back, he needs to come in with this uh, with the mindset of knowing how much better that he has gotten. And um, just let the skill set show it, and the win will come with it, you know what I mean? Uh, pretty much, come into this fucking fight forgetting the first one ever fucking happened. Uh, he's fought 10 times since that fucking fight, and only lost 2 of those 10. Uh, one of those coming to, uh, you know, the now flyweight and bantamweight champ, Henry Cajudo. Um, but regardless, Formiga is, com is a completely different fighter this fight, and um, Benavidez is pretty much the same kind of fighter since last fight. Um, he's always, you know, he's always been this same kind of fighter, and he hasn't really evolved, you know, what I mean, no disrespect to him, but he really didn't, he's still the same type of fighter, um, Formiga did evolve, and he needs to fucking show it in this fight, don't come in with the revenge mentality, you know, what I mean, that will come with the fucking win, so don't, you know, what I mean, don't over fucking think that, just do your fucking thing and fight smart, uh, number two key for Formiga is, uh, Benavides is going to come in wanting to keep this fight on the feet, even though um, Benavides is very good on the ground, and he and he probably feels he's a better, um, yeah, yeah, he's very good on the ground, but he just probably feels he's a better and faster striker, and will want to come in to get another finish against Formiga, as he finished him with um, via TKO with a knee in the first fight. Uh, with that in mind, you have to get this dude wrapped up all fucking fight and drag the fucking fight to the ground and keep him on the fucking ground all fucking all fight every fucking round. You know what I mean? Uh, don't don't even attack random submissions as Benavides is uh, his submission defense is very fucking good, so he can always find an opening to get right back on the fucking feet. Get the fight to the fucking ground and keep the top control and land little shots here and there. Fight smart. If um, you know what I mean? If uh, if the side of Benavides uh, Benavides <laughs> side of Benavides Jesus fuck if the side of Benavides face is really fucking exposed then throw heavy fucking strikes on the fucking ground, but don't throw nothing, you know what I mean, um, but don't throw nothing but heavy strikes on the fucking ground, you know what I mean, throw little strikes here and there, but if you see, like, big openings, you know what I mean, then throw the heavy strikes, um, drag the fight on and grind this shit out, as I don't think he can hang on the feet with Joseph, um, even though how much better he's gotten, I just don't think, you know what I mean, his striking, um, got that much better where he can hang with Joseph on the feet, you know what I mean, just fight smart, uh, the third key to victory, uh, simple and quick, last one for Formiga, pretty much don't fall into the fucking traps to, uh, to try to make him fight, um, Joseph's pace, you know what I mean, don't fall for the, don't fall for Joseph's traps to uh, make him fight Joseph's pace, you know what I'm saying, this fight has to be fought at Formiga's pace, which should be a slow and grand, uh, grinding style, as I said, which should be smart, which would be smart, if he plays into, uh, Joseph's game, um, he, he, he'll just get finished again, you know what I mean, one way or another, he plays into his game, he'll get finished again, um, going into three keys to victory for Joseph Benavidez, number one, stay loud on the feet at all times and use those fucking leg kicks that he loves to use, Formiga already fights at a slow pace as I said, but if you could chop his fucking legs up, uh, chop his legs up all first fucking round, he'll be fighting at a much slower pace and, uh, you know what I mean, it'll be much harder for him to, uh, to try to secure a takedown. Uh, chop the fucking legs up, Benavidez. <laughs> um, use the in and out movement. Don't get fucking stationary as he does sometimes. When he stops moving, um, he starts getting hit, period. Uh, when he applies his speed to his movement and uses the in and out steps, that's when his striking really shines and, um, and also gets the opponent confused on how to attack on the entry, you know what I mean? Um, going to the second key throw combos, Formiga is not a striker, like I said, and does not throw strikes more than a jab, or, you know what I mean, a, a heavy straight right, Benavidez needs to use that movement, I was talking about going into this fucking fight, and, you know what I mean, he needs to fucking fight backwards too, but throw combos at the same time while fighting backwards, which he's really good at, every time Formiga throws that one or two strikes, you need to throw three or four strike combos in between his fucking strikes, and just make sure you fucking land them and not get sloppy when winging the shots. If you get sloppy, you will get unbalanced. And against someone like Formiga, you will more than likely get taken down if you get unbalanced. Um, pretty much, 
out volume for me to go big time on the fucking feet and make that shit look easy and do it fast. You know what I mean? Use your fucking speed with your strikes. Uh, going back, um, sorry, going into key number three, which is kind of going back into key number two. Benavides is good with fighting backwards, but when he gets pushed up against the cage, he doesn't do very well um, in getting out of that fucking position, which will be a very big fucking problem in this fight, the way that Formiga likes to do his work, you know what I mean? Uh, especially the way he likes to work for that takedown. This fight, Joseph needs to be the one that's moving all fucking fight, whether it's moving forward or moving backwards, he needs to fucking be the one moving all fight and fucking circle out every fucking time he gets anywhere near the fucking cage. He gets up against the cage, he's gonna get in fucking trouble. Um, be on your fucking bike all fucking fight and land big combos in the moments that Formiga, that, 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 land big combos in the moments that Formiga decides to throw his strikes. Um, my final pick for this fight though, I'm going with Juicy and Formiga via unanimous decision. Um, but still, I, I, I don't fucking know why. I mean, I know, I literally, you know what I mean? I, I just broke this whole thing down, uh, this whole fight down and a lot of it was trying to keep it standing, this and that, but... I just don't fucking know why, but I feel like this fight won't even be medium-paced, and it'll be a fucking rolling match the whole fucking fight, as in, the whole thing will be taking place on the fucking ground. I hope not, but I have a big feeling that's what's gonna happen. Um, I, I don't know why, I just feel like it's gonna be a fucking slow snoozer, but, um, you know what I mean, that feeds into Formiga's style all the way, and, you know what I mean, if that fucking happens, then Formiga's definitely gonna fucking win this fight. Um, alright, going in to the next fight, which is the five-round heavyweight main event bout. Ooh, ooh, this fucking shit's fucking nuts. It is Junior Dos Santos, JDS, Junior Sagano, um, going against Francis Ngannou. <sighs> going into the last three fights, starting with Junior Dos Santos, he's on a three-fight winning streak. Uh, he fought Derek Lewis last. He won that fight by TKO in round two, and that was early this year in March. Uh, before that, he fought Tai Tuivasa. He won that fight by KO. He won in round two, and that was in December of 2018. Before that, he fought Blagoy Ivanov, and he won that fight by unanimous decision, and that was in July 2018. Going into the last three fights for Nganu. His last fight was against Cain Velasquez. <sighs> <sighs> Fucking heartbreaking fight. Ah, fucking hate even thinking about it. <laughs> he fought Cain Velasquez and he won that fight by TKO in round one. And that was in February early this year. Before that, he fought Curtis Blades. He won that fight by TKO. That was a rematch, actually. And, um, yeah, he won that fight in round one. And that was in November 2018. And before that, he fought Derek Lewis. And this was the probably the worst fight I've ever seen in my fucking life. And he lost that fight. Derek won that fight. Um... <laughs> by unanimous decision, and uh, that was in July 2018, but yeah, if you haven't seen that fucking fight, do yourself a fucking favor, and just don't watch that fucking fight, because that shit, it's, no, don't fucking do it, it's a fucking waste of your fucking time, waste of everyone's fucking time, that shit pissed me off, <laughs> um, alright, even though this fight is the main event and everything, this fight honestly doesn't really need three keys to victory, but I will do two keys to victory, and um, you know what I mean, I'll try to make it, uh, you know, pretty detailed, um, Yeah, yeah, alright, yeah, let's go right into it. Going, uh, starting with the two keys to victory for Francis Ngannou. Um, one, everybody and the fucking mother knows how shitty of a fucking gas tank Francis has, you know what I mean? And, um, this is a fucking five-round fight. If he, if he fucking wins this fucking fight, it ain't gonna be a goddamn decision. It's gonna be by fucking, like, a first-round KO, you know what I mean? Um... He needs to get, uh, he needs to get into it the first fucking round and go, like, go into fucking kill mode and try to fucking kill this fucking dude. Uh, you know what I mean? He fought Stipe and that was the fight that he got exposed, but Stipe has great head movement. You know what I mean? And he was able to get out of the way a lot of the fucking strikes that Francis was winging. Uh, Dos Santos has amazing boxing. But he doesn't have great head movement. So uh, Francis needs to fucking take advantage of that. And uh, take advantage of JDS's willing to stand and trade. And um, go for the fucking knockout very fucking early and right away. And um, you know what I mean? Use the fucking punch that he has the most, most fucking success with. Which is fucking uppercuts. Uh, majority of his fucking KOs. Um, they're all from fucking brutal uppercuts. 
Especially the fucking Overeem fight. You ain't see that shit. Look that shit up. You probably never want to watch it again because fucking dudes had damn near got fucking taken off. Um, going into the second key to victory for Nganu, um, it's it's eh, it's shown in almost every JDS fight that he's always seemed to get backed up against the fucking fence and take huge fucking shots. Um, if Francis can back JDS up against the fucking fence, don't go in for a fucking clinch. Go for the fucking kill and throw fucking bombs. Again, only way Francis is winning this fucking fight is by your fucking decision. Uh, sorry, is by your fucking KO. No way is he winning this fucking fight by a fucking decision. So go for that fucking kill and go for it early. Going into the two keys to victory for Junior Dos Santos. Um, number one, use Stipe's game plan uh, and his blueprint on how to beat Francis. You know what I mean? Uh, make him throw heavy fucking shots. Get out of the fucking way of them. Use your fucking boxing all fucking fight and dictate the pace and distance uh, of space that you keep him at. Every time he comes in throwing winging fucking shots, don't try to counter. Make him miss, which, uh, you know what I mean, which will get him tired as fuck and very fucking quick. And get the fuck out of the way when he rushes in. Every fucking time he rushes in, get the fuck out of the way, because he will kill you. <laughs> um, use the fucking jab over and over again and use the fucking right hand at the uh, overhand right sorry at the end of it um all fucking fight as well but you know what i mean pick your fucking shots do it smart make him miss tire him out and then fucking you know what i mean start throwing um the overhands um but uh you know what i mean right after the fucking overhand gets thrown get right back on the fucking bike and move the fuck out of the fucking way because Francis will always and he's and he has always thrown punches back when someone attacks forward. You know what I mean? He's not scared to take a punch and trade right after. Um going into the fucking uh second key to victory for Junior Dos Santos. Again, talking about the gas tank for Francis. This it's going to be the main factor for this fucking fight. If JDS can secure a fucking takedown early in this first round and make Francis carry his fucking weight all round, He's going to be fucked going into the second. And, um, you know what I mean? Beating up the body is also going to be fucking key. You know what I mean? Especially to fucking gas someone out quick. Especially someone who already doesn't have a fucking good gas tank. Um, no way has this motherfucker bettered his cardio. You know what I mean? The fucker's too big and he's way too fucking muscly to fucking miraculously discover a new fucking gas tank. It's a fucking given that Francis will gas out past the fucking, like, past the third round. And, um, you need to take advantage of that because it's, it's bound to happen. As long as you can survive the first two rounds, he's gonna gas. Um, stretch this fucking fight out and get Francis to fucking throw bombs and make him fucking miss all fucking fight. I can't say that enough. Um, once you see his motherfucking big ass mouth open the fuck up and he's gasping for fucking air, start picking him apart with the fucking boxing, but do it cautiously, of course, um, cause he could still land that one random fucking uppercut, even when he's fucking tired, and being a fucking powerhouse that he is, he could probably still knock someone out while he's fucking tired, um, which is, you know, very fucking possible, very fucking possible, but, Junior's boxing is so fucking good, I think he will know exactly what to do um, when it gets to that fucking point. Which goes into my final pick. I am picking Junior Dos Santos via unanimous decision or TKO in the later rounds. Um, listen, it's <laughs> I know everybody is fucking picking um, Nganu, but I mean, come on, bro. Be real. It's all about the perfect game plan, and especially when you fight Francis. It's all about the perfect game plan. You go into this fucking fight trying to fucking, you know what I mean, have a slugfest with this motherfucker. Chances are you're going to get knocked the fuck dead. Not knocked the fuck out, knocked the fuck dead. As long as Junior can keep this fucking fight at his pace and um, at his distance and tire Francis out by the third round, by the end of the third round, matter of fact, he will no doubt, no fucking doubt pick Francis apart. Um, with his boxing going forward for a unanimous decision or a TKO in rounds four or five. But I said, you know what I mean? I said, but as I said, if Francis wins, it will be by an early KO or TKO. No other motherfucking way he wins this fucking fight. But, um, yep, I'm going with Junior Dos Santos, either unanimous decision or TKO in the later rounds. But, um, yep, I hope you guys fucking enjoyed this episode, everyone. This was episode eight. 
fucking I'm sorry, I'm, I'm scrolling all the way back up to the page really quick. Uh, yeah, this is episode eight, and this was the preview and breakdown for UFC on ESPN three. It is obviously going to be on ESPN, the uh, the you know the channel, not ESPN plus. Um, Junior Dos Santos versus Nganu, and this is taking place tomorrow, Saturday, June 29th, 2019. Um, yeah, hey, listen, um, real quick, just want to give a quick shout out to all the supporters again. I, I can't stop, you know what I mean? I can never stop giving a shout out to all the supporters because if it wasn't for you guys, the show wouldn't be shit. I wouldn't even make it this far. I wouldn't even want to keep doing this if it wasn't for you guys, straight up. Uh, I probably would have gotten discouraged and fucking stopped, but the support that I'm seeing from you guys. And um, everybody tells me like that how I'm pretty good at this, and um, I should just fucking keep going, keep fucking grinding. The more I hear that, the more you know. I mean, I want to keep fucking going, you know. So, literally for you guys is why I'm gonna keep fucking going, and I'm fucking uh, you know I'm very excited to see what the future brings. Um, yeah, this is episode eight, Nabi podcast. I am your host Sani Nabi. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will see you guys in episode nine, almost at ten, motherfuckers. Woo! Let's fucking do it. All right, guys. I'll see you guys episode nine. This is Nabi Podcast. I am your host, Sani Nabi. I'll check you guys later. Gotta go hit happy hour. (laughs) Peace.